0: Do you guys want to hear about how high school sports traumatized me? No? Well, too bad. Fasten your seatbelts because you're going for a ride. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to episode four of Chats with Anika. I hope you are all having a wonderful day, or if you're listening to this at night, I hope you had an amazing day. Um... Yeah, as the pre-interlude said, fasten your seatbelts, because this is going to be one hell of a ride. I really had to think before I made this episode or started drafting out what I'm going to talk about for this episode, because I didn't joke when I said it was a traumatizing experience, um, high school sports and all. So I really had to think about if I actually wanted to talk about this. But I realized a majority of my audience is probably the same age as me somewhere between 17 through 19 and you're either currently in high school you graduated from high school and you're in college you played some sport of some sort of sport in high school and maybe again you can relate to parts of this like I said in my last episode you know parts of my podcast um like the whole hope is That you're able to relate to some parts of this podcast so I'm able to receive like feedback on it, but This was a topic that I was like kind of avoiding just because there was so much So much associated with it, but I feel like it's best if I talk about it because Hey, maybe we can relate to it on some level, you know So as I said in the beginning, I'm gonna talk about my experience playing sports in high school. So growing up My parents did not put me in the traditional sports and my dad did a lot of the handling with like what types of sports to like sign me up for and stuff like that because he always played sports growing up. Like my mom wasn't really in the whole playing sports type of picture. She was more on the book nerd type side. So my dad really decided what kind of sports to put me in. My parents put me in taekwondo. That was one of the first activities that I was put into I did Taekwondo for five years, and then I got my first degree black belt, and that was overall a very positive experience because I really learned how to increase, like, my self-defense skills, I learned how to spar other people, uh, I got to learn so much about Korean culture, which I'm, like, obsessed with right now, um, what else? I think overall Taekwondo was a really positive experience, and I gained a bunch from that. I did Bollywood dance for some time, like, right before middle school, like, fourth and fifth grade, I did ice skating, um, I didn't really, I I didn't really like those that much, and then my parents put me in swimming lessons, and then, like, tennis lessons, but my earlier experiences with swimming, like, I was a really good swimmer to start with, so I was, like, swimming is super fun, but then I was finishing up, like, my swimming, like, levels that we had at, like, um, like the, it's not a rec center, but it's like a local fitness center here and they offer like lessons and stuff like that. So I like finished all the lessons and like, uh, reached up until the mastery level. So I was like done with swimming. So I was pretty, pretty down on like doing swimming in high school. And then my, my parents also put me in tennis, but tennis got to a point where I just kind of lost passion and I didn't really want to put in the work at the time. And we're talking, I was like 10 or 11. Like I was in that pre middle school type phase, uh, preteen, Phase And I didn't really want to do any type of tennis-related activity. Like, I just didn't vibe with tennis at the time. But now, as you guys know, like, tennis is, like, my primary sport. So there's a lot I have to fill you in in between that. After finishing swim and, like, not really liking Bollywood dance or ice skating or tennis and then finishing my black belt examination, I didn't play any sports throughout, like, from, like, fourth grade up until early middle school. I went to a charter school growing up, so, like, they had, like, basketball and volleyball and stuff, and my dad tried to get me into volleyball, but, like, I didn't really vibe with it just because the volleyball culture in my school was just, was just different. Let's just put it that way. Um, there's always drama associated with each sport and clicks are always formed and things like that. So I didn't really think I would fit into that whole volleyball picture. I never really liked long distance running, so I never did cross country. Uh, what other sports were there? Basketball, I never did. I played softball for a year, but then my dad was all like, you're going to get hurt. No softball. Um... Oh, wait, no, I I didn't even play, like, a full season of softball, but I don't even know if that really counts. But softball was the one sport I, like, actually wanted to play, but my parents didn't let me play because they thought I'd get injured. Um, But yeah, I never played soccer or, like, basketball or anything like that. People always tell me I strike them as, like, a soccer chick, but I never played those sports because my parents never put me in that fast forward to middle school I ran track for two years in seventh and eighth grade but I was like a mid-distance runner so I ran like half a miles and then like four hundreds that counts as like mid-distance and that was like all right and then high school my parents really put a bunch of emphasis on sports or like you know like sports is very important I feel like every parent like says that you know they're like sports is very important you know it's gonna keep your body in shape and you're just gonna feel like genuinely better and I was like okay sure hell you sound right let's do that um I've always been very academically driven so managing sports and academics hasn't really been a difficult thing for me like growing up and especially now in college like I play club tennis and I also have like my classes to manage although it is a lot harder I still try to go to club tennis as often as I can moving back to the whole high school picture so freshman year I had to make a decision between swim and tennis and During middle school, like that seventh and eighth grade, like summer, I all of a sudden decided I wanted to get back into tennis. So I started playing tennis again and my dad really prepared me well for the high school the high school picture that when I went into tennis which was my sophomore year I automatically made the varsity starting lineup but moving back to freshman year freshman year I had a choice I had to make if I wanted to do swim and tennis and if you remember from earlier parts of this podcast I said that I finished like all my lessons at like the fitness center for swim so I knew going into high school I was going to do swim and my parents were like yeah you should definitely do swimming since you have more experience with that So I went into swim thinking like it was going to be a breeze and it was going to be super fun and stuff. And then we ran into a couple of problems. So I figured out my high school did not have like their own pool or like their own team. And we were a co-ed team with our sister high school. So we would go to like a local rec center and the sister high school also did not have a pool. So we'd go to a rec center, we'd take a bus there and have co-ed practices there. Mind you, from my high school, there were... Only two other girls who were on the swim team. This one girl in my grade who was a freshman with me and this other girl who was homeschooled. Long story short, I did not vibe with, like, either of them. So, technically, I had no friends during this whole team sport experience. So, it was already shitty for me. And then going to meet the sister high school teammates, they were also just very mean and not very opening to the girls, like, from my high school like the three of us like they wouldn't talk to us they formed their own little groups within like their own little friends they weren't really open the coaches were the same way because the coaches were from the sister high school like we did not have a coach from my high school and the coaches had even graduated like from that high school um one of the coaches did so she always favorited like her girls you know and like and it was always just them And even during practices, like, she never talked to me unless it was about, like, something with the meat or something like that. They just didn't care and didn't think of us as an asset for the team. I was pretty okay in swim because a lot of these girls were, like, swimming, like, just as long as me and stuff. But I don't know. Like, even though I had the skill there, she would never put me in anything because she favored it. The girls from like her high school. So it was really hard making friends and it was honestly just a lonely experience. I had the one girl who was in my grade with me during swim, but that was kind of it. And we kind of just pushed through it together. We would have practices from like eight to 11 at night. Like it was hell. I would come home from school, I would do homework and I made some mistakes during some practices. Like before practices, I would eat and then immediately go swimming And I swear that feeling you get, like, before you throw up, because I already had so much anxiety and stuff building up inside of me with being in an environment that I didn't even enjoy being in. And I completely lost passion for swimming in that moment. Like, it was like holding a crystal glass ball and just dropping it and it shattered into a million pieces. Like, my swim coach that I had at the fitness center developed, like, she ingrained such like a passion for swim into my head and developed me into such an amazing swimmer, but then I got into this team setting, and it was nothing but crying myself to sleep every night, like imagine being fifteen years old and just crying your eyes out every single night and having anxiety and I think that's where my anxiety started was from swimming, so that was swimming in a nutshell I don't really want to like go much into depth about that because it was just the repetitive cycle of that all over again just the ignorance from the coaches ignorance from other teammates um feeling alone feeling isolated I would like finish my events and I would go into the locker room just in my swimsuit and my swim cap and just wrap myself in a towel and just like cry like these are like experiences I've never told anybody but I have never felt more alone in my life than during my freshman year and coming into high school i had such high expectations because i was like oh my god i'm a freshman i'm finally in high school and stuff and that was that really did it for me and mind you this was only the first semester of high school and swimming girl swimming as a fall sport but this was only the beginning because after that i decided like sophomore year i'm definitely playing tennis and i'm gonna save tennis for the end Because I'm starting out with, like, my worst experience, my experience in the middle, and then how things got better. So, swimming, I think, was the worst experience, and I would never do that again. And I hope no one has to go through what I went through during that time. Next... I ran track and field during the spring season because, as I said in middle school, I did run track for two years. But this time, I transitioned more to sprinting, so I ran relays and then I ran the two hundred and I still ran the four hundred at times because I had like the endurance for it. Um, yeah, freshman year, I I had a coach. I thought he was really cool and stuff. Like he seemed to really care for his team and. Guys and girls, we all ran during the same season, like, during the spring season. So it was a great opportunity to, like, meet a bunch of friends and stuff. But it was very obvious that the coach had favorites. And I felt, like, that anxiety building up again from when I was in swimming because he definitely picked a couple of runners that he just prioritized the most. And sports is such a competitive ball game that it's, like, if you're good, you're good and like your coach is going to favor you. So it was obvious like who was the best on the team and who the coach favored it and wanted to um chisel into like this perfect person who could possibly become like a state qualifier. And it sucked to be just like that type of runner that was in the middle of like I didn't like suck, but I wasn't like the best. Like I was close to being the best, but there were just not enough spots for being a favorite because like track is just such a sport where like there's very limited spots for events and stuff like that so you either have to you have to bring your a-game or you have to fight for what you want or do both which is what I did but it got to a point where I was just so emotionally and verbally abused by my coach that I again just lost passion for running because if you're a runner you know about the runners high you know that feeling where it just it feels like a breeze and Oh, God, it's lovely. If you can relate with me on that, I love runners high, but my coach just emotionally and verbally abused not only me, but, like, the whole girls' team. Like, I remember one Friday night, we were running, where were we running? We were running 300s, and with only, like, a 30-second break in between, and he had us run, like, five. And one girl, I think, like, one girl or a couple girls, like, weren't quote-unquote giving it their 100%. Mind you, we ran, like, five or six, and he made everybody do three, and then he would, like, yell at us, like, make everyone sit down and, like, yell at us and stuff like this. If he ever listens to this, I'm... I don't really fucking care because that was emotionally damaging, and then he had the audacity to question, like, why I wasn't running track again, and then he quit coaching. But when you lose passion for something... Like, especially a sport that you once used to love so much and enjoy, it hurts a person. On top of that, I got shin splints my freshman year. If you know anything about shin splints, it's, like, the front part, like, below your knee. And I had to wear, like, these compression sleeves, thinking they would help, but honestly, it was just a placebo. And dealing with, like, the verbal abuse and, like, the physical pain I was going through... It was just too much for me. Also, like, it wasn't as bad as swimming where I'd be, like, in my room crying and stuff like that. But constantly, it was just constant anxiety before meets and, um, like, relays and running. Like, thinking, like, oh, if if I don't run well enough, then, you know, like, my coach is going to have some sort of consequence ready for, like, me and the entire team or, like, my relay team or mean like just living in a constant state of fear and that's not how sports should be like you know you play a sport because you enjoy it but in my case you just it's just abuse verbal abuse and emotional abuse back and forth and if you ran track with me in high school I know you can completely relate to this because a bunch of girls in like my batch like class of 21 a bunch of them quit like by senior year because they just didn't find enjoyment in it I remember one Saturday practice, I, it was during spring break, I had a banana before and I like threw up in the bathroom and I told him and he's like, are you seriously gonna sit out? I'm like, dude, I literally just threw up and he's like, well, I still want you to keep moving and he put me on one of the like, what do you call it, the bicycles to like keep, keep my body still warmed up and stuff, but yeah, I didn't run track after freshman year and I literally avoid him in the hallways because he'd always be like, why are you not running track this year? And I'm like, oh boy, if I could tell you the real reason why. And then lastly, last sport I played in high school was tennis. I played tennis for three years, um, my sophomore through my senior year. And that was probably the best experience by far. But again, is it high school sports if there's not a little bit of trauma involved? Um, With that, there was some relationship drama that, like, happened between me and, like, a, someone someone else, another person. Let's just say I, that whole thing, that whole situationship is coming to the grave with me. And the people who know that's also going to the grave with you because we don't want to talk about that, you know? And there was also friendship drama. I played... Sophomore year was fine. Sophomore year was super fun. I played third doubles with this one girl in my grade and we played tournaments on the weekends and we played matches and we surprisingly did really good. We just had really good chemistry. In tennis, I'm I'm a I'm a very like a baseline player. I love I like being at the net like my coach would Push me to like be more at the net and hit volleys and smashes and stuff, but my partner was just really dominant in doing that, so she took care of that most of the time and hitting and hitting shots in the alleys and stuff. I know i'm sound like I'm speaking like a different language right now, but um tennis is like my life, you guys <laughs> um but yeah, I was more of a baseline player, so I always stayed back. And stuff so we had really good chemistry sophomore year I'd give that a 10 out of 10 junior year a bunch of drama started because um I was like really polishing my technique and my game over the summers so I got moved up to first doubles and my coach wanted to put me with someone who obviously matched like my game and I got put with this senior on the team but she would. She did not have the accuracy, and I'm not saying, like, oh, I was better than her. Like, there were definitely some shots, and she definitely had her game and stuff like that, but the chemistry was not the same as I had, like, my sophomore year. And there were just a lot of disagreements and a lot of frustration within me, and my coach could visibly see that I did not want to play with her. This was a year I got forced into doubles because I was telling him, like, I wanted to play singles because my dad had trained me for singles, like, when we practiced during the summer, He'd make me run back and forth to get the ball from one side and then run all the way to the corner for the other side. So I've always just been like (laughs) a ball hogger when it comes to tennis. And I just like having the whole court to myself. So I was forced into doubles again. And I really had to fight my way before um, sectionals and told my coach, like, listen, you know, I'm your biggest asset on this team. I want you to let me play singles because you're not really listening to what I want, but you're listening to what everybody else wants and it's really unfair. So this is when I started losing passion because again, I like cried of frustration. There was just so much anger built in within me, and it felt like all this work I'd put in during the summer with my dad and how much passion my dad had for the sport and how much he wanted to put it put all that passion and all that work into me. Just, like, didn't pay off at all. Like, that's what it felt like. So, towards the end of my junior year at sectionals, I played for singles. And then my senior year, when my coach was like, what do you want to play? I was like, first singles, period. Like, I'm like, dude, you know I'm your biggest asset on the team. You know I'm grinding during the off season. You know, like, during the boys' season, I was a manager for the boys in the spring. i come manage. I would practice I did everything I could to perfect my game in like my last year so I was like you better give me first singles you know so I played first singles and I also was team captain my senior year and I think I ended high school sports on a good note if I'd say that but even my senior year like there were some times where I was like fuck it like I'm gonna leave the team like I'm gonna give up because tennis it's a mental game if I'm going to put it anyway. I know a lot of people. There's so many people who are like. You play tennis. Like that's such an easy sport. But if I said the same thing about football. Or something like that. I know bitches would have a lot to say. In my defense. Every single sport is hard in its own way. So there's really no need to like. Put slander on like other sports you know. But with tennis. It's such a mental game. Because it's you. Your racket. Your racket the ball, and the opponent, and once you get something in your head, it is so hard to get it out, because there's no one on the court with you, excuse me, with doubles, like, you have a partner to, like, pump you up, like, if you're feeling down, you feel like you're not playing your best shot, like, I remember my sophomore year, like, my partner and I, we, like, pump each other up, like, hey, so-and-so, like, don't worry, you got this next shot, you know, but in singles, it's just you, and it's just, like, tunnel vision, like, you're after each point, like it's your last. So there were times where I had like my up and downs and I felt like giving up and stuff. And my coach would just like say shit that made my game go from like bad to even worse. Like downright garbage. Like he would just be like gaslighting me most of the time. Be like, I know you can do like better than this or like something. And even in that tone and- you know me, I'm very hot-headed. That shit pissed me off so much. And I just hated when he belittled me and he wouldn't really focus on his choice of words. And I know a bunch of my teammates can also agree on things like my coach would say to like us. Or, you know, just like some things he would say, man. Like, I understand as a coach it is your job to push your team to become better, but... Verbal abuse, I feel like is something that should not be tolerated. If anything, you wanna give positive words. Positive words of positive words of affirmation or like just good things to say to like your team. Because you want them to get better, you know, you don't want any type of athlete to get too much in their head questioning how they're playing and stuff like that and after he started doing that a couple times I honestly just played my own game and played however I felt and it ended up working out like at the end of the match because I ended up winning a lot when I stopped listening to him and just playing my own game so that's just a little life lesson on how not all coaches are the best and how some coaches are not like the best emotional support system because I know other people have played sports at different high schools and they talk about their coach like their God. And I honestly envy them for having coaches that love them so much. And there were other like sports at my school that like had amazing coaches, but I wasn't lucky enough to get that experience with that. But I think a lot of my successes in sports goes off to my dad because I feel like he really trained me for a lot of the more difficult opponents I had to face. But yeah, that was my whole little spiel on how high school sports literally traumatized me. I hope you guys can relate to like some of this or you got to learn a little bit from this. Again, this is another pre-recorded episode. I'm just spending a bunch of winter break just recording a bunch of topics that come up to my mind or I can talk about for at least 20 to 25 minutes on just so when school gets back in session... Just start automatically uploading. Anyways, as always, I would love any t- sort of feedback on this episode or anything you can relate to. That would be amazing. And I will see you guys at the next episode. Bye!